Hey everybody, welcome back to the Active Dads Podcast. <clears throat> As always, I'm joined with my other host. That's How's better. that? There we go. We'll go other host. Yes. John, and my name is Daniel. Y'all know us. So today, we kind of wanted to talk about a topic we really haven't, we've covered it a little bit, but I really wanted to go more in-depth with it. You know, I mean, this is one that kind of touched me um, personally, is basically just taking care of mama. You know what I mean? So one of the big things that I noticed and that me and my wife have talking have talked a lot about was basically the changes that she went through during this whole debacle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So post-pregnancy, you know, she was very used to her body. I was very used to her body. During pregnancy, she had a very drastic change in body composure and body chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not only the physical change, but her emotional change, her, you know, eating habits, her sleeping habits, her bathroom habits, everything just got knocked out of whack. You yeah. know, and don't get me wrong. We were very happy that we were finally able to get pregnant. Um, we tried for almost two years, ended up having one miscarriage before we um, got pregnant with Raylan. So it wasn't like it just happened out of the blue. We were planning it, you know, we did everything that we kind of could to get ready for a baby, which you're never prepared. Yeah. I don't care how much money you have in the bank, how much free time you have on your hands, you're never prepared no. for that. So one of the big things that I noticed, you know, obviously right off the bat was my wife's body changed. And it was kind of weird for me, you know. Like I said, I, me and my wife have been together, oh God, 10 years you know, I mean, like either dating, engaged, or married, we had been, you know, together over 10 years. So you mm. kind of get used to somebody after a decade. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, she gained 40 pounds during the pregnancy. And like, you know, things are a little different. I'm not going to go into vivid detail on that, but you can kind of pick up what I'm laying down there. But too, like she had a personality change, you know, yeah. whenever she was hungry, she started getting angry right then. Oh, you know, yeah. whenever... I mean, we watched, uh, what's the latest Avengers movie? Oh, Infinity um, War? Wasn't Infinity? I think it was Infinity War. Or Endgame. War. Endgame. That's what it was. She cried like five times during Endgame. Hell, I cried five times during Endgame. <laughs> I did not cry on five my third, times during On my Endgame. third watch. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I mean, we would watch a touching commercial and she would be crying. You know, I mean, her emotions were literally on her sleeves. And don't get me wrong, my wife is very emotional. She's cried during movies before. Me too. But I'm like, babe, like this is a little excessive. No, when Tony like, Stark I, died, I, I was done, son. Oh yeah, she was a ball of yeah, tears. Yeah, me too. I'm with that. you, Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and that was the thing. You know, I mean, there was a lot of changes going on. You know, like with her sleeping habits, she couldn't find a comfortable place in the later months to sleep. Yeah. So she was waking up a lot. She was also waking up to go pee a lot because a little man was sitting on her bladder. You started trying to find all those new, uh, those new cool provocative pillows that oh, help you sleep. Yeah, dude, we had a whole bunch of those. I hate that pregnancy pillow. That pregnancy pillow was literally the third person in the bed. Oh yeah, absolutely. and you know she could only sleep with it between us. Yeah. Some every time I roll over, I'm like, oh, hey again, pillow. Yeah. How are you today? Yeah. Why don't you call me your pregnancy pillow? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not a soft. No, couldn't do that either because her body temp started going through the roof yeah. and I sweat like a pig when I sleep. So, like, both of us together was about to start a fire just laying there. Yeah, she's know? like that all the time, except for her feet now. Yeah. It's, they're mm. like. You say 
she, you mean Missy, your wife. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, not Sarah. But yeah. I am Can't not, just go with she right off of that. I am not the pregnancy pillow that yeah. Daniel is talking about. That's yeah. between him yeah. and Sarah. Yeah, but no, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened, you know, both pre-pregnancy and post-pregnancy, obviously. You know, I mean, so with my wife, she worked out. I mean, hard for like five years before we got pregnant. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, she was an athlete. She had excellent technique. She had a great work ethic. She had a hard drive, too. Yeah. I mean, she's one of the heaviest squatting women I've ever met. But going from basically being an athlete, you know, I mean, even though she didn't really play much of a sport, going from being an athlete to basically being on, you know, like the injury list for, you yeah. know, 10, 11 months to coming back into it, that was really tough on her too. And the one thing that I really noticed was right after my wife um, had our son was that she covered up a lot more. You know what I mean? Like you could tell she just, she wasn't in a good place mentally because of how she felt physically. Yeah. And we've all been there, man. You know, like you start, like one of the biggest issues I had with it was whenever I cracked some ribs a while back. took me nine weeks to get back to where I could do a heavy workout again. I got soft, man. I did yeah. not like it. It was irritating as hell. There was nothing I could do. All right. Take that nine weeks, turn that into almost, you know, a year to 15 months. And that's huge, man. She started losing muscle mass. Her butt was gone. She had a little bit of a belly because, you know, obviously she just got her belly stretched out because there was a human being in there. Oh, yeah. But no, and I mean, she just felt bad about it, you know, and every time I would see her, I would try to compliment her. I would try to like, kind of be like the peeping Tom, you know, she'd take a shower. I just kind of peek my head in the curtain. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know, just try to like keep it playful and stuff. Cause yeah. I knew that she wasn't feeling well about it. And that was one of the big things that I want to do. I never want my wife to feel self-conscious about anything. Right. You know, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I just, I just know how I felt when I was going through that. And I wanted to make sure that she didn't start feeling that way at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she just went through one of the hardest changes a woman can have besides menopause. Well, I mean, honestly, it's probably about even two menopause. Once you think about the hormone disruption, the body disruption, all that stuff. Yeah. So anytime you're going through a hard phase in that life, you, you have to know that your partner's there with you. Right. You know, and like we talked about before in the podcast, this one isn't really going to apply to the, you know, the random hookup pregnancy or, you know, the baby mama issues and all of that stuff. I don't want to get into that. I'm just talking about significant others at this point. You know, you yeah. were there before the pregnancy. You were there during the pregnancy. You're still there after the pregnancy. The stuff in between, I have zero knowledge on. I've never been in that situation, so I'm not going to give any type of advice towards that situation. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of the little asterisk disclaimer <laughs> that goes along with this podcast yeah i mean we obviously i mean we we our our little boy was eight pounds 11 ounces um yeah but early on we were uh we were pretty certain there were there were two um and you know one one of those it ended up being one um without yeah. going through a lot of rigmarole so Obviously, with that, you carry more fluid, more placenta, and all those things, which ended up being, like, extremely beneficial to our son, you know, uh, kept him way more healthy, protected. 
Um, oh, he's getting a gang of nutrients too. Oh yeah, absolutely. The nutrients yeah. were you know through the roof. Um, but it also meant like my wife got big, mm. and she got big. She was she was like really cute pregnant chick. Um, yeah. Pregnant chick, yeah. <laughs> prego, I'm prego. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I still enjoy going back and looking at those photos just because it was you know it was a cool part of her life. Um, mm. You know, she was already she's five years older than me so as far as like i mean she was an athlete all through school and even college and stuff and cheerleading and all that competitive cheerleading stuff um but of course when you know when we met she was you know finishing up college working a you know student teaching job you know working in a jewelry store and up in the mountains you know when she wasn't teaching so she was pretty much full-time career career woman Hmm. um when we met so uh, you know, she didn't, she wasn't like a star athlete or anything. Yeah. You know, I was the one that was doing the running stuff and yeah. hitting the gym pretty much most of the time. But, you know, obviously, like, like you said, I mean, baby comes, body changes. Um, but for her health wise went well, um, pregnancy or, you know, delivery, not so good. Um, there were some complications there um, that kind of, you know, once it was all said and done, it kind of set her back a little bit um, post-pregnancy. Uh, and then, you know, she obviously she bounced back from that. But then the hormones and birth control is what really got got her afterwards. Um, and I kind of I kind of watched that movie Shallow Howl with Jack yeah. Black in it. Yeah, yeah. so. You know, I kind of, I kind of felt like that. Um, so you know, my wife was my wife. She was the mother of my child. Support, you know, supporter, lover, regardless of what. Every time I looked at her, you know, it's one of those things. She walked in a room. I've always, you know, I always got butterflies in my stomach. Even you know, post pregnancy, I was the same way. Um. So yeah, I mean, we we kept we continued to do our normal stuff, and then. Uh, God, I don't know. It might have been a year later, a little more than a year. We went, we went up, uh, we went out for a weekend marriage retreat. Um, did that, and uh, of course, you know, when you're there, they obviously took some pictures and stuff. I was about to say, what is a weekend marriage retreat? Yeah, like a couples therapy. Thing yeah, or? it's like a couples. It's just a couples experience for a weekend. Okay. Um, it was a and it was a great experience. Um. I encourage people to experience that if they haven't. And I can hook you up if you feel like you need to go. Mm, yeah, check um, it out. Send me the information. Um, but great experience. But it's one of those it was one of those crazy things, you know, they took pictures while we were there and and they sent us the pictures, you know, a little bit after the, the event and, and it was picture, you know, us together. <clears throat> it was the first time we noticed that we had obviously both had, you know, our bodies had changed. I mean, mine wasn't as significant because I was still riding bike and running and stuff, yeah. and, and she wasn't. But there was the, that was the first time I ever saw my wife and went, holy cow, that doesn't look like my wife. And it was yeah. the first time she saw it and went, holy cow, is that me? You know? Yeah. And we were both like, what? Just a very unflattering angle. And, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, 
I was like, it hit me like a ton of bricks because, I mean, I'd always looked at her and saw her in the same light all the time, and all of a sudden, there's this picture, and you're like, holy cow. You know, as soon as she said it, you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, what? That's, yeah. my, that's you? Like, that doesn't look like you. Um, and that's, but that also was when we started to realize that the birth control that they had her on had really screwed her up. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had been having some issues at that same point. So we immediately like let's make an appointment and go talk to the doctor and basically that's when we went and she found out that she was borderline type 2 diabetes um and that's that's when our whole house changed that's when we started you know we went to the i was already kind of doing the paleo stuff Mm -hmm. um and that's when she finally decided look this is an issue we got to get it under control um and of course the doctor our doctor then was he was an awesome doctor um he was like, you know, before you go to, you know, before we, before we go to medicines, let's try diet nutrition. Yeah. And this paleo thing sounds great. I think you should try it. So mm-hmm. I was already doing that. So it was a lot easier for us, our whole household to do that. Um, so once we did that, man, it was like, you know, she, she made crazy improvements. I think she lost like 89 pounds in a few months. Yeah. Um, just but on paleo. Um, and of course with that, she started to feel better about herself. She started to feel better health wise. Um, you know, the headaches, the dizziness, the lightheadedness, all that stuff was gone. The really weird cravings. We did get the, she got the birth control. I think that was the one that they put in your arm or whatever. Yeah. She got that thing removed and went a different route because that was really messing her up. Yeah. I've heard we had a couple (laughs) female jujitsu students who had some issues with that one Mm -hmm. as well. Like that little plastic stick they put up in your arm. Yeah, whatever yeah. that thing was. I don't know. Like it I said, was, I mean, there's, don't get me wrong, I'm sure it's very effective or they wouldn't use it. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's I know. It's not for everybody, yeah, I guess. I know some women personally that have had right. issues with that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and so she was definitely uncomfortable with herself, especially after she realized where she where she was. And once we both saw that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, once we diet nutrition changed, got her where she wanted to be i mean and that was something we we all did the whole family or at least she and i at that time um i mean i was strict because i was like well i'm definitely gonna stick to it because if i stick to it you'll stick to it mm-hmm. um you know and that that helped us a bunch that helped her a bunch um it got her regulated again of yeah. course i think changing taking that thing out of the arm and, and going a different route that also helped <laughs> but you know once that she lost the 89 pounds you know you could tell her attitude changed. Um, she smiled more because she wasn't miserable. And she didn't even realize she was miserable or why she was miserable. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, and and realistically, it's, and she's maintained. I mean, we we stayed on the paleo stuff, and then we hit the, you know, we kind of went over into the keto, and we're pretty much still doing that. I mean, that's kind of our lifestyle, just clean eating. Our son does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, diet and nutrition is big for him at 13 years old i mean you know so it worked out yeah and that's one big thing too especially like post-pregnancy that people don't consider is you know your estrogen levels are through the roof during the pregnancy mm-hmm. your estrogen levels kind of taper off after the pregnancy not drastically but they taper off and then you hit a different type of birth control after that that pops your estrogen right back up you know i mean you have to find that good balance and one thing about estrogen is it makes people a lot more carb sensitive 
Yeah. You know, once you've got a healthy level of testosterone in your system, like you can be fueled by carbs. Yeah. But once your estrogen gets to a certain point, your carbs just start hitting you hard. You become very sensitive to it. So one thing that builds up is insulin resistance. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're carb sensitive, you're insulin resistant. So that's going to make you add weight to it too. You know, a lot of women, or not a lot, but some women actually go on birth control to help lose weight. You know, yeah. it helps clear up your skin, helps lose weight and all that stuff because those are like estrogen blocking yeah. tools, you know, but every birth control is a little bit different. Right. So you really have to find out what works best for you. And that's why like a lot of times, especially teenage girls, whenever they first go on birth control, they have to kind of play with it to see what your system reacts to. Yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's a weird thing to watch, you know, like a lot of, I know a lot of guys who put on 40 to 50 pounds when their girlfriends and wives were pregnant because they started eating on the same schedule. Yeah. You know, with me, it wasn't that complicated yeah, because we did meal prep before then. We did meal prep during, yeah. we did meal prep afterwards. And I work in a gym. I do jujitsu five days a week. So like much like you, I stayed up with my sport. Yeah. I stayed active. So I didn't have that issue, but just kind of watching her go through, you know, this wide swing of body styles literally over, 12 months yeah. you know it was just crazy to me but at the same time much like you you know i mean i me personally i'm not a very emotional person but i saw the changes that she was going through but i also saw the changes that i was going through as well right you know what i mean much like you were saying i didn't see her as out of shape or i didn't see her as fat yeah i saw her as like the mother of my son you know like yeah. i'm holding the product of right her literal struggle mm -hmm. to go through it. And I was there whenever she was having the morning sickness. I was there when she was waking mm -hmm. up every hour to pee. I was there helping her whenever we were waking up every two and a half hours to feed railing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a huge struggle. And a lot of guys just kind of see it from a selfish point of view. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I'll go ahead and tell you, you're a terrible person. If that's how you see it, <laughs> yeah. like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I, I've been through it myself. I saw what happened there and it isn't that I felt sympathetic for my wife. I felt sympathetic for what she was going through. Right. But I also felt like I needed to help during those situations. I mean, I'm, I'm a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, like this was, this is what we chose to yeah. do. You know, with me, it was definitely by choice. You know, like I said, we planned it out. We knew that we were ready to have a child. You know, yeah. I told my wife whenever we first got married that, or actually when we first got engaged, that I wanted to be married for like four or five years before we started trying to have a kid. Yeah. You know, I want us to enjoy the married life. You know, right. I know so many people that got married, got pregnant the next month. And then like, they just started the family going through there. Yeah. So I didn't want it to be like that. I want us to be able to enjoy the married life and then mm. have Raylan later. Yeah. You know? Or have a kid, not necessarily Raylan, you know, the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Yeah. love the honeymoon phase a little bit. Live through that for a while. But, <clears throat> Yeah, man. So whenever it hit, like we both knew what we were getting into. I knew that my wife's body was going to change. Mm -hmm. now, don't get me wrong. It was still kind of weird. Oh, yeah. It was, obviously. And like I said, you know, I got used to one person for 10 years and then they their body started changing on both of us. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Well, this is interesting. <laughs> and it made, you know, yeah. it made, it made some activities things a little different. Yeah. You know, definitely challenging. Yeah. But, but sometimes but, not so challenging. Like, so 100 percent, that was kind of the fun part too though oh like, yeah what, what are we doing here <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah all those uh made all those, other parts very very fun <laughs> all those uh like those those 80s movies about pregnancy you know like oh my god i'm gonna what if what if i 
Oh what yeah. If oh. A, what if I put his yeah. eye out? What, what was what was that one? Oh, what was that one movie? It had uh, John Travolta. No, 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 no. Was this wasn't eighties. This was oh, like okay. a. I say recent, but it's probably been like seven or eight years. Knocked up. That oh movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With uh, Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. Yeah. Yes. That's a great movie. <laughs> they nailed certain parts yeah. of that during yeah. that movie. Yeah. Yeah, but no, man. Like, like I said, it was just. So it's an experience that you have to be there for. But once oh, you yeah. go through it, you learn to kind of enjoy the experience. You know, kind of like yeah. uh, some parts of it were like what um, Cam Haynes talks about. You know, there's two different types of fun. Yeah. One's fun while you're doing it, and one's fun to look back on. Oh yeah, and going through the whole pregnancy experience, a lot of it was fun to look back on. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> most, most like, of yeah. it was. I mean, yeah. there was. Yeah, you remember that time I was trying to be funny in the kitchen, and you yeah. tried to hit me with a frying pan? Yeah, yeah that was funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember that time you just went off on me for no reason yeah. and just like, yeah. yeah. Remember that time I got the straight fries instead of the curly fries and yeah. we had a two-hour conversation? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> now I just look back on it and cry, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but man, like, You'll get there, enjoy though. the experience. Oh, yeah. That's the big thing about it. And not only should you enjoy the experience, you should 1,000% make sure she enjoys the experience. Oh, yeah. Because, dude, I'm telling you, I mean, that was the roughest situation I've seen my wife go through. It really is. Oh, yeah. You know, and I mean, it's truly her struggling for our family. You know what I mean? mean that yeah, was that my was... biggest thing. Every time I looked at it, you know, like, no matter what the thing was, sometimes literally she just couldn't get comfortable on the couch. Yeah. Like, just watching her for 20 minutes inch her ass to the left, pull her knee to the right, just trying to get comfortable sitting on a couch. You know, like, my God. Or getting out of the car. Or yeah, you know, or getting in a booth at a restaurant. Oh yeah. After the, you know, the hostess is like, "Oh, will this work?" And you're like, "Really? No. Do you think that'll work? <laughs> like, have you looked at? Yeah. <laughs> have you looked at the baggage here? Like, no, yeah. that's not gonna work. Don't insult my wife. Get us, you know, get yeah. us a table. Yeah, um, that's it, man. Like walking through the mall. You know, my wife. Um, she always had, like, she's always had tight hips. My, she is allergic to stretching. Like, she just can't stand it. Right. So she started getting sciatic pain. And I tried to show her some stretches. She's like, cool, I'm not going to do that. What else can we do? Yeah. So I ended up getting her, or she ended up ordering one of those exercise balls to set on. But whenever she had the sciatic pain flaring up, you know, I mean, we would just go to Walmart and get groceries. She'd have to sit down somewhere. Yeah. Just find a place to park it for a little bit until the pain eased off Mm -hmm. and she could walk some more. So I'm just seeing that, you know, I mean, after uh, my wife had the C section, they basically like numb you from yeah. your belly button down. Yeah. Like her legs weren't working whatsoever. And just seeing her, you know, like try to figure out how to walk again after the 16 hours that she was just numb from the waist down, like shuffling her feet, try to make it to the bathroom and all this stuff. I mean, you just, you see how much like literal crap she has to go through. Oh, I can tell like that. That was as beautiful as an experience it was. It was a very, very traumatic experience. Oh, huge. Because like I said, there was there was some complications. And, and so, you know, that freaking, uh, and always that Tim McGraw song. I, I used to love it, but now I hate it. That Don't Take the Girl song. Oh, my God. No, dude, that's like, a Because I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm crappy not, you know, it, she was in labor for 30 hours. Um, and for about 24 of those I was holding her right leg up and talk about you ever held a right leg up for 20 some hours like my no, back hurt no, my shoulders hurt yeah. 
Like, but I couldn't well, I say, my God, your leg's heavy, you know, because yeah. that'd be an insult. She's sitting there in mm. labor. But, so, so yeah, he got stuck and Dude. pretty much had to get the snip from one end to the other mm. to get him out. So, yeah, that was like 80-some sutures <sighs> to, to close up. Good God, um, so think of that when you're coming home after just having your child. So you're trying to enjoy pregnancy, but you're having to also deal with this wound down here that you're having to heal at the same time, which you know took some extra care, mm. um, which that was hard. But I mean, <clears throat> so once that was all, once he, once he was out and stuck on the the scale and the you know the mm. heating thingy maduder. Um, <laughs> technical term i mean that's when like all the the ding dong bells and whistles started going off and she was going out and the last thing i remember she looked at me she said go be with sully and i'm sitting here like i literally it was literally one of those moments where you i look to my left and there he is and i look to my right and there she is and you're going you're you're torn between your your newborn infant that you just met Mm. and your wife who just gave birth to that infant and yeah. you don't know that you're going to talk to her ever again yeah um so you know that was that was traumatic and, and of course you know once once she made it through you know the doctors came in and they got her back and they got everything leveled out and took care of her you know then you can start to enjoy your little boy that was just born and then you know the doctor pretty much once you know once we were all you know settled down and settled in you know you find out that it's probably going to not happen again um because the next time it may not you may not be so lucky so you you find out that same day or that same time period that this is going to be the only opportunity you really have for this so yeah i mean it was you know it was a lot for her um and you know and I'm probably like I bring it up a lot like we should have another child da, da, da. and you know she's like there's no way I'm not no I'm like do you want me you know she has to remind me you want me to die this time you know and it's it's a bit selfish on my end I bring it up because I probably don't realize that it probably deep down it does bother her that we didn't or haven't or you know couldn't have another one um, but you know it's it's life I guess yeah, and I'm kind of on the other side of that spectrum. So, <clears throat> one of the things that my wife brings up, I wouldn't say very often, but often enough, is like, hey, you know, when are we going to shoot for number two? You know, let's keep the option on the table. And I'm sitting there thinking, I wanted one boy. I got the one boy. I'm not really wanting yeah. a second, yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, something slips up and she ends up getting pregnant again then obviously we're not going to terminate it by any means. I mean, we're going to have a second child, but at the same time, I, man, one's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is. And kudos, you know, I've got friends who have seven. I'm like, oh, dude, yeah. I don't know how you do it, man. Like, right. look, I mean, you got to like just train the other ones to take care of the new ones, you know? Yeah. But to me, man, like I got the one boy that I wanted and I'm kind of done at this, you know? We're keeping the option up on the table. I haven't been snipped or anything like that yet, but I'm still keeping – the snip option on the table as well. Cold shoulders enough anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, I still like to have fun, John. I still like to live no, my life. No, I'm not talking about my culture. <laughs> <laughs> At least at my house. Like, yeah. I mean, yes, Sarah gives me this cold shoulder all the time, but, I mean, she probably should. Mm, she's listening to the podcast. I know, of course. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, she gives me the cold shoulder. So yeah. I don't but even, no, and, you know, like, and that's kind of me being selfish in my own right, too, is I'm kind of like, I got exactly what I wanted, 50-50 shot I wasn't going to, you know? So, I feel pretty lucky that I got the boy that I was looking for. And yeah, I'm kind of done, man. Yeah, see, we had Dolan. Maybe that's what, maybe that's really what she's thinking. And she just didn't say it like, yeah, we mm-hmm. had Dolan boy in the family. Because we did. Everything, all the other ones are girls. Yeah. Which is a whole nother issue <laughs> when you have the only grandson in the family. Yeah. Because then it's, you know, cousins and stuff are, you know, are friends. So all of his cousins are girls. And mm-hmm. those are his closest you know, really his closest family, his age, you know, yeah, or, yeah. you know, relatable, mm. um, which makes it tough because yeah. they're all girls. And I can see that, but they he's don't got really plenty of boys. Yeah, he's got nieces and nephew or cousins. Yeah, I got nieces and nephew, so he's got, you know, male cousins and female cousins. Yeah, so and, he's I mean, got, yeah, I've got two other nieces that are about to, you know, I'm not saying about to have some more, but both of them are wanting more children. <laughs> so he's literally got. Yeah, three he's nieces or three cousins. Yeah. And they're all girls. Hmm. And I mean get him in martial arts, man. He'll be fine. My little brother. I don't know that that's why have kids, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That's why I told Sarah was he's gonna have plenty of brothers and sisters whenever he joins jujitsu. He's gonna have a huge family that loves to choke him and bend stuff backwards and they're gonna care about him a lot. So yeah. I'm good with that. He's right. gonna just join the Phoenix family. So, yeah. He'll hmm. probably join he'll probably like He'll probably get. He'll probably want to be a dancer or something. I mean, that's fine too, as long as he finds something he's passionate about. I ain't gonna have a. Or I ain't saying I'm not going to have a. But I would like for my son to have some type of physical outlet. Oh, if yeah. he wants to play games, cool. But we're gonna do something before we do the games. You know, right. you want to hang out with daddy? Let's go do some jujitsu. <laughs> so, hang out with daddy. Let's go do some pom pom routine. I mean, we can do that too. Yeah. I don't care what he does as long as it's something physical. It doesn't even like have to be a too. sport. Like, I mean, if he likes rock climbing, cool, let's go rock climbing. Yeah. I just don't want him in there working his thumbs yeah. and, like, cussing out the other seven-year-olds on Call of Duty or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's kids making millions playing video games now. So. Hey, like I said, he wants to do it, cool, but we're going to do some physical stuff first. You know, I like my video games, too. stretch our fingers. Yeah, I tear up Red Dead Redemption. Pretty often, but at the same time, I also am on the jujitsu mats. I'm working with the kettlebells up here. I go for a run occasionally. I walk the dog. Like, you got to balance that stuff. And that's one of the biggest things that I want to teach is balance. Yeah. Which is another topic I wanted to cover. See if we got time. All right, we got, oh, we got a little bit of time. And one of the big things, too, about taking care of mom is that you're setting an example for your kid, mm-hmm. you know, especially with us. You know, me and you both have sons. Mm-hmm. The way our sons are going to treat women is the way that they see us treat women. Sorry, honey. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, like, you know, you get your patterns from your family. Oh, absolutely. While boys are usually mama's boys and girls are daddy's girls, they (laughs) still see the example set by the same-sex parent. Oh, yeah. So, like, my son does a lot of the same stuff that I do. 
You know yeah. what I mean? When he wakes up, the way he stretches and the way he gets out of bed is very similar to me. Whenever he walks, you can see him like walking behind me, kind of literally following in my footsteps. Oh, yeah. If you, I mean, like they were sharing some, or they had some pictures from the last, or the monster race, and there's, there were some pictures of him with me on the last, you know, in, in the last lap. And I mean, everything about our gait is exactly the same. The way mm-hmm. we hold our hand. <clears throat> Is exactly the same. That's I mean, it, it's like yeah. it's almost it's almost creepy. Yeah, you're imprinting on a younger but, human. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't want your son to grow up to be a scumbag, don't be a scumbag. Right. And I'm not saying don't be a scumbag in front of your son. That whole do as I say, not as I do thing oh, yeah, doesn't no, last when they're living no, in the house. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the way that you interact with his mom is going to be the way that he has learned. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Once he gets like 13 14 he's gonna break his own pattern yeah. you know you can't you can't change that but as far as him learning family values learning healthy habits learning everything he's gonna mock you you know yeah. i mean he's gonna try to be like you so i think every son should grow up thinking that their dad is a superhero you know what i mean i think every son should grow up thinking that his dad is setting the example yeah. for what he should do when he grows up when he yeah. grows up, excuse me. So, I mean, that's another important part to think about. Not only taking care of her, but taking care of the kid that you're raising through setting the example of how you treat your yeah. wife or your significant other. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I know it's kind of a heavy point to end on. Yeah. Make me a sandwich, woman. I want it in the living room. Anyways, anything to add? Uh, no. No? Okay, we'll probably pick up on this topic um, again, maybe next time. Because we do have a couple more things to cover on this topic, but unfortunately we're running out of time because, as always, somebody's running late. That was Daniel. Yeah. I'm always here. <laughs> I live here. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. And uh, please, if you're enjoying the podcast, you know, share with your friends. I know we kind of took a leave of absence that was unexpected slash expected. Yeah. But at the same time, we're back. We're going to be doing weekly stuff. Uh, next well, I don't want to announce that. It may not be next week. We still got separate schedules. But we have a special guest coming soon. And thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Later. Tater.